Listener Production. A massive edition of the Footy Talk podcast for you Thursday. We're talking all things gather round zip lines, AFLW draft, and back by unpopular demand, it's who said it and why. That's all coming up on the Footy Talk podcast. Footy Talk podcast time for you Thursday, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews and analysis from the wonderful world of AFL. And when I think of the wonderful world, I think of Australia's greatest tourism ambassador, the wonderful (laughs) Abby Holmes. Abby, welcome. Oh, hello. How are you? It's a beautiful world out there, isn't it? It is a beautiful world. We were having a little chat before about sponsorship and you mentioned that you're an Tourism Australia ambassador. <laughs> I've had some pretty good gigs along the run. I was a Cadbury ambassador, which oh. around this time of year of Easter was fantastic. Yeah. But Tourism Australia is just a great gig. I'm a chocoholic, so Cadbury would be a good one. But yes, TA, obviously we live in such a beautiful country with so many wonderful destinations, experiences, and um, yeah, it's a pretty good gig to say the least. You put a reel up the other day of a beautiful, you were in some bed that overlooked a... Port Stephens. Marina. Port Stephens, the anchorage in New South Wales. It is a beautiful part of the world. Mm. My goodness, I can't wait to go back, to be honest. If you could get sponsored by anyone, any brand globally, Australia, where would you go? Where would you be? Because I'm thinking off the top. I really want Mecca to jump on board oh, for this podcast. Oh, yes, yeah. I'm the biggest rat for their Isle of Paradise tanning, self-tanning drops. Yeah. You put in your daily moisturiser, just takes a little bit of that winter whites <laughs> off. Gives you that additional glow. Just a little bit of glow. So yeah. I'm pretty happy with Tourism Australia, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'd take that one every day of the week. Okay, so you're not going to branch out at all and just add another one? Oh, oh. You don't want to be greedy? I like that I about you. I don't want to be greedy, yes. What about a clothing company? Because I've been thinking... I got some feedback the other day. I came in here on Tuesday in full golf attire. You did. Today I've come in in my sort of retro in pies. Your flag type. pies, nuff nuff hoodie. Yeah, correct. I've got uh, cut off tracky pants and shorts. Uh huh. I always wonder what the other people in this building think when we walk in because you're a tie. It's a lot nicer than mine, but you're still in trackies. trackies. You're still in your Sunday best. Yeah. There's people, this is a big shared space, this offers six floors, many, many businesses. Every time I get in a lift with my coffee, I look like a bum. I feel the and same. And there's a suit, someone yes. in a suit or a beautiful dress, nice dress well presented, smelling beautiful. Mm. Not that I smell bad, but they are here for work. I'm here for work, but we look like we're going to. They would ways. absolutely be thinking as well, have a look at these bums <laughs> going up to level two. <laughs> what goes on in that joint? Uh, I always just, I'm all about comfort though, Day- Daisy. As uh, am I. Yeah. Anyway, that's, a, that's a fun little one. Um, <laughs> coming up, of course, is Gather Round. Yes. In your home state, mm-hmm. a proud Adelaidean. Yep. Is that what we call them? South Australian, Adelaidean. Okay. Yep. That Whatever. was pretty good that Adelaidean yep. City of Churches, came. of yes. course. Um, I will be there on the Sunday, so I'll make sure I get to one of those beautiful churches and spend three hours uh, in the confession booth. Um, <laughs> but they've come out. Then just no expenses spared at the minute for Gather Round. They've released their map of entertainment and what's going to happen, the festival of footy, the festival map. They've got a bloody zip line. Peter Malinowskis. Peter. I'm glad that we said that name now because now we can just refer to him as Pete, Pete right? Old mate, Pete. Pete. <laughs> South Australian government, SATC, from a, a tourism perspective, they are rolling out the red carpet. <laughs> they are going big for Gather Round. And this is something that they've had now months and months and months to prepare for, right? 
Zip lines. <laughs> Zip lines. This, this is what makes me laugh because you've had months, as you say, to prepare and the biggest attraction is a zip line, a zip line. across a river that already has a bridge. Yeah. So it's, it's not as if you can't cross the river without the zip line. It's just another option. It's and just, they're like, this is what they're hanging their hat on as the big draw card. Well, I can't wait to get over there and jump on that zip line. I don't know about you. Well, I thought the zip line might have been like from ground to ground. Yeah. Obviously, logistics of that are tough because it's probably a five, six K radius, but oh, I'm at the Adelaide Oval. I now need to get to Norwood. <laughs> Off you go. See, that was genius. When I realised it just came across a bloody river that's, that's already a bridge, I wasn't as impressed. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. You've just given him that good you know, idea from Norwood get, Oval to Adelaide. Uh, Peter Meniscus on to uh, have a chat about that, and I can workshop a few ideas with him, but it is going to no be massive. Um, obviously, a lot of tickets are sold out, but... They're promoting Australia's best local vendors, food trucks, licensed bars. Uh, it's going to be a proper festival is mm. the quote. And people are coming from all over the country to, to be at Gather Round to watch their team take on whoever they might be playing. But that's what I love to see is, is people travelling, but adding on a holiday, it might be, you know, three days, four days. If you're spending a week in South Australia, there's so much to see oh, and the do. Barossa. The Barossa, McLaren Vale, oh. the city itself, Adelaide Hills, like you name it, South Australia's got it. Oh, have a listen to that. <laughs> if tourism I could bring, I could. SA, jump on the phones. Don't worry about <laughs> Australian tourism. You've got it absolutely covered. Uh, other big news, a couple of nights ago, the AFLW draft, mm. which is brilliant to see, yep. a full night of night now for for the girls getting drafted to their new clubs, 26? 26 players found a home in um, one of the 18 AFLW clubs and it was a bit different this year. Normally, you know, before a season, you would have the national draft yep. with a lot of, you know, 18, 19-year-olds getting picked up. But because the AFL actually had two women's seasons in one last year, this was more of a um, kind of experienced players or players that might not, you know, have, have been picked up in the past right. that then get an opportunity well, cool. who've been dominating in the yep. state leagues. And, um, yeah, so it was good to see a number of players get on a list, maybe for the first time, but also some returnees. Um, and Erin Hoare went number one to the Cats. She is returning to the AFLW and there's so many stories like that of players that have had an opportunity that might have been delisted and not performed at the level that they would expect of themselves and, and obviously as the club would expect. But yep. to see them go away from the game, work so hard and then get back on a list, that's what's been so, I guess, impressive for me to watch this AFLW draft. Now that there's 18 teams, for every team's got a AFLW site. Yep. Do you think we can get to the point where there is curtain raisers? So we saw it for the Western Bulldogs-Brisbane game. I was doing that one. There was a VFL curtain raiser. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the VFL curtain raiser. Have an AFLW game in the lead up to the AFL game. Well, that's ultimately what we would love to see, isn't it? And even now, obviously, the women's competition is 10 rounds, yep. home and away, plus finals. Ultimately, what we would love to see is a fully-fledged, you know, 23, 24-round season for the women's as well. And if that's to be the case, then you can have curtain raises. I think that would be absolutely brilliant yeah. because as a fan, you get to go along and the when I was growing up, you'd go, you'd see the twos play before the senior totally. side um, and now you can have the AFLW. So as a family, you can go along mm-hmm. and you can see two games for the price of one or it might be a bit more. But yeah. I think and hope that's where that's, we're going to get yeah. to. Draft night for you. You were in the inaugural AFLW draft. I was. Where, where, ball gown, big event, was it? <laughs> 
Uh, no, I was actually one of the, the Darwin contingent, so I was in my lounge room up in the Territory. <laughs> right. And I feel so sorry for my brother-in-law, Jason Rowe, played 50-odd games for Brisbane and, and spent some time at the Pies <laughs> as well. He was the only one home with me, right? And, and whilst each name was getting called out and not abs, not oh, abs, no. not abs, he start, he's got up, he started cleaning, which is quite, yeah. The come nervous on, clean's on, right? happening. The nervous clean, he's dusting things that he's dusted a thousand times thinking that, shit, this might not happen. What am I going to do? How am I going to console her? And then, boom, name got read out and then he just jumped on me and it was it was a very, very, very special moment and I'm glad that he was there for that. There is nothing more <laughs> awkward when you're trying to be the support for someone. Yeah. And thankfully for him that went well. I Things takes me back bad. that story to Bryce Gibbs, I requested a trade. Yeah. And we were on our way to Mark Murphy's Bucks in Vegas. Oh. And it was coming down to trade deadline. We were boarding the flight from Melbourne to New Zealand to go all the way, all up LA and then to Vegas. And as the plane took off, there was still like 15 minutes to go. No Wi-Fi on this plane, so we didn't know. Oh, no. And the last text he got was, um, we'll just find a way to get it done. So he's so he's confident. He's, he's had a couple of champagnes. Yeah. We're, we're having a laugh, lands, beep, 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 phone goes off, straight on the phone, didn't go through. Oh, no. So now I'm in the role of your brother-in-law. Not good. So I did the only thing a good friend would do. I took him to the lounge down there. I fed him full of whiskey. He <laughs> forgot about it. We had a great time. We got on the next flight, slept the whole way until he got to Vegas and he realised he left all his luggage in the oh, Air New Zealand lounge. Oh, Bryce. Good on him. <laughs> Never a fun time. No. Some other big talking points out of the weekend. Obviously, Gil McLaughlin came out and he was referenced and quoted in and around why there isn't any male players coming out as gay so far. Yes. Obviously, there's a, a lot of it in the AFLW competition yep. and freely and supported, which is Openly, fantastic. Yep. And it was just interesting to see that in this day and age, and we sort of had a bit of a discussion before, not overly surprising that a male player hasn't come out. We still the stigma and the criticism expected in and around that. We see mm-hmm. Jamara Eugle Hagen exactly right. getting um, racist comments thrown at him. We're still pretty backwards and we've still got a long way to go, don't we? It can be a cruel world, mm. Daisy Carner. And and that's exactly where my mind goes, is obviously with the racial vilification that we're still seeing with players as well. When you, when you talk about a, a men's AFL player coming out as the first openly gay player in the competition, that that's a, a very tough position to put yourself in because you know that there there are some nasty people out they there are. Yep. who are, are going to have it, have their say um, and potentially attack you and target you and put you down and you, you don't want to be in that position. You want to try and protect yourself from ever feeling unworthy or unsupported. So, um, you know, it's, it's a conversation that we've had over a, a number of years and there, there is 100% players in the AFL who, who are gay be. men. Yep. Um, but... Yeah, we need to make sure that these people feel supported and feel comfortable and know that they're going to get the praise, I guess, for coming out and showing that strength. We do need to preview a massive game of footy. That's the newsy stuff out the way, but we are the Footy Talk podcast, of course. If you do want to join the conversation, jump on the socials at Instagram, footytalk underscore pod, or on TikTok, footytalk pod. Leave some of your views, some of your comments, give me a pump up, talk about your work attire, do whatever you want. <laughs> Tonight's game, the Lions v the Pies at the Gabba. Big, it is going to be massive. Big game. I always look forward to the Easter weekend, but always headlined by this Thursday night clash 
the Pies travelling oh. up to take on the Lions. Come As you say, pies. you're such a nuffy, aren't I you, am. at the moment? <laughs> um, but big game. There's been lots of talk throughout the week about Collingwood's ruck, mm. I guess, situation. They've, of course, lost Darcy Cameron to an MCL. Mason Cox is out for we don't know how long. Yep. So is it a, a mixed day, Frampton Johnson, that you kind of look at to, to fill that vibe? And Fly's been very open and saying they're going to have to get creative on this front because Brisbane Lions at home, a tough, you know, I guess a tough game for anyone to travel up there when they, they are such a good side at playing on their home deck. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a cracking matchup. It's good. There's plenty of little uh, stories in around byproducts of the massive game. And that one you talk about, the ruck, it's going to be interesting because sometimes when this happens, the ruckman isn't as dominant and it shows that maybe you don't need a ruckman as much as we sometimes think. But I hope Brisbane, and they've got a really smart midfield, hopefully they go to town and try some different things. Because mm. if you're getting clear hand to it, there's no point in trying to still just run little routes and tap it in close because opposition teams – can read it off the hand, they can jam you up. There's all sorts of things you can do to stop that. I'd love to see them just slapping it way out of the inside bubble. Mm -hmm. So if you are up there, if you're Oscar McInerney, um, whoever, Darcy Fork goes in the ruck from time to time, whoever it is, I'd love to see them getting creative and trying to really exploit the pies from obviously not too much because I want the pies to win. But (laughs) I think this is where they can clearly get on top. They have an unbelievable midfield. If they can really exploit that, if they just stick to playing it inside, as the pies you can maybe play a Johnson who can then become and have more of an impact at ground level. But if you actually really exploit it and get it out of the bubble from the start, rip your forwards back, knock it forward at time, yeah. just give the pies so many headaches they're not sure what look you're going to give them, I think that can literally be a deciding factor in this one. I, Brisbane back on their home patch. Yeah. I'm actually going to tip the Lions. I, I agree with that comment on the, on the ruck situation and trying to exploit it because we know how good the pies are in close. Their yep. contested work, Tommy Mitchell, what he's been able to do since being injected into that midfield. So, yeah, if you can get it out into space um, and, and have the Lions mids on, on the same page to be able to run onto it and, and try and get it to the outside, that, that's certainly an aspect that they might be able to exploit. A tip? Who are you going with? You can't really go past the Lions at home, oh, can you? See, I, I'm, I don't know what it is and maybe it's I've got me Nuffy Pies top on as well. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, for whatever, I, the Pies have been unbelievable. They've done nothing wrong. I should be using my head and my heart, but it's just this little bit of trepidation around this one that, I don't know. You're bleeding black and white. I am. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I've gone full nut. <laughs> anyway, um, that's going to be a cracking game. Hey, coming up, we got plenty to talk about, including the reworkshop segment, Who Said What and Why? Coming up next, Footy Talk Podcast. You're listening to the Footy Talk podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, but mainly on the Listener app. Now, Abs. I'm nervous. Well, and so am I, because I've been a part of this segment once before, and I was with my good mate, Heath Shaw. Not the smartest bloke. The two of us in the room, let's admit it, we're not sending too many rockets (laughs) into space. But the segment needed some workshopping. Our wise producer, Zoe, says she has done that. So the segment is, who said what and why? Now this week, you'll hear a piece of audio. So the first week, I actually just read the quote, which gave it zero context, and it's hard. Gotcha. You'll now hear a piece of audio. You need to guess who said it and what they were referencing. We'll both have a go. Do you understand? 
Yes. You'll just hear a snippet. It might be a press conference. Yep. It might be a post-match interview mm-hmm. from a player, someone in the AFL world. Mm-hmm. We will then both guess what it was and why, and we'll see if we were correct. All Here right, we let's go. roll it. Audio number one. He's contracted through to the end of the year, and it, for me it just looks, albeit round three, it just looks untenable. Do you know that? Because I do. The voice? Yeah. Whose voice is it? It's Warren Tread Gray. Tread Ray. Yeah, he's grey. There's no... <laughs> Tread Gray, okay. Uh, his mates call him Tread Gray. Yeah. Grazy. Uh, so this is about Ken Hinckley? Correct. Hey! See, I didn't know that. Oh. So, yeah, I'm hearing it for the first time too. I just picked up. The oh. untenable bit was that. So that's Warren Tread Ray. Talking or, about Ken? Or Tread Gray, as his mates call him, talking about <laughs> Kenny Hinckley and his position at the club, which is a big call from a club great. Yes, I agree. It's um, it's one of those things when you when you've been a, a great at a footy club that you kind of tiptoe around. So mm. the fact that Warren has come out and, and said that, um, that's a big statement. It big is. statement indeed. Hey, that was good. That's so we're one from one. All right, we'll great. do this as a team. Yeah, let's do it. Yes. Point right. five of a point each. Good one. Uh, hopefully you're playing along in your car or wherever you're listening to this on your afternoon walk. Audio number two, please. They got a rooster problem. Mm. Mm. <laughs> rooster problem. <laughs> I spoke to my rooster mate. This is what he said. He says when you've got multiple roosters, there'll be the occasional squabble, and for most part, that's okay. Those squabbles can get dangerous if there's not enough space. If your birds are too crowded together, you may see serious problems. Well, I like this. That's come straight out of the rooster etiquette book. So it's exactly what's happened here. A rooster, rooster. problem. Squabbles. It's not me back in Drawn with my chickens and the roosters. No. So Gary Lyons, Gary Lyons, the voice. Yes, very distinctive Rooster problem. Voice. Where are we thinking here? Rooster. I'm thinking big forwards. Yep. So I'm oh, going to be... Brisbane. Thi- you're thinking Hitwood, Brisbane? Hitwood, Danaher, yeah. potentially not working. Not working. Both of them wanting to be the number one banana. I'm looking at producers. Zoe, I was going to go with the Western Bulldogs. Oh, yeah. Because they were the other one where they had the four big roosters up there. <laughs> Gary Lyon talking about Carlton. So we were way off. Well so off. what's the roost? They're three and zero effectively. They've had a draw, but give me a spell, Gary. Come on, Gary. Come on, Gary. Come on, Gary. They're going all right. I do like the analogy, though. I do like the when yep. people go a little bit weird and they're mm. talking about. Oh, anyway, that wasn't the point of it. Uh, so we'll give ourselves half there. One and a half out of two, number three. You have no idea how frustrated <laughs> I am, Jared. And and we did the game Thursday night, and, and I found it incredibly difficult to watch. Jason Dunstall, Bunghole. Yeah. Talking about. Game oh, hard to who played Thursday night? Oh, so it, it would be about Brisbane. And I, they're, they're showing on Thursday so I, night. I think now we're going to Joe Danaher. Ah. Because of full forward talking about another full forward. He kicked zero goals, I, four. Daisy, I anticipated that this was coming. I just went a little bit early. You did. So, yeah. We look. Yes, yes. there's thumbs the thumbs up. up. Bloody thumbs well up. done to us. Again, an interesting forum this for radio when we're sort of requiring on other people giving us <laughs> thumbs up. Would probably work better on a... Uh, television show. Anyway, uh, hopefully the cameras are rolling. You can see it on the Instagrams. Um, fantastic occasion. We'll talk about the Carlton and North Melbourne game. Carlton now get the spotlight on them. Yeah. Uh, it was the Western Bulldogs, of course, and the Western Bulldogs won too easily against North Melbourne. So for whatever reason, they got resold. I'm not sure this is going to change the result this mm-hmm. weekend. Big occasion, really great to see everyone getting behind the Good Friday Appeal. Yeah, and for North Melbourne, I think this is their sixth year that they've been a part of the Good Friday Appeal. And this year, of course, we've seen another team get the opportunity in Carlton. So I think it's good to kind of shift the teams around and give them an opportunity to be a part of something so big and so massive as the Good Friday Appeal. Um, you know, different players going out to hospitals and, and that kind of thing. I, I think it's good that they're shared, they've shared it around this year.
But it is fantastic to see. And the vision we see, obviously, Ben Cunnington and Sam Doherty yeah. had their health issues over the past year or two. Them giving back to some kids who are also struggling. The vision around, and I remember going into the, uh, the hospitals in and around this time, how moving it was as a young 18-year-old kid. I remember sobbing in my car afterwards mm. because these kids have been dealt some horrible hands in life. You can't uh, – unimaginable what they're going through, even their parents as well, to have kids as three, four, five, six years of age and they've spent 85 90% of their life in the Royal Children's Hospital. But they're still so upbeat. They've got smiles on their faces. They're not complaining about everything. And you can't help but feel so selfish as a footballer who whinges about – you know, what yeah. you've got to front up and do from time to time, doing ice bars. It yeah. pales in significance to what these kids are going to. And I remember being so emotionally moved by it. Um, it's, you know, to be able to go in there and put a little smile and put some joy onto these yeah. kids' faces, it's great to see. So well done to both footy clubs and the footy fans and everyone in general for getting behind a great cause. Just perspective. Mm. You just touched on it. But if you've played a bad game, haven't got touch, haven't kicked a goal, or whatever it might be, this game, this day puts everything in perspective because you see the smiles on the faces of these kids that have been yep. dealt a, an incredibly tough card in life and, and you know, the, the, the strength that their parents have had to show as well when you know that they are absolutely breaking inside. This, this game, this day is so important and I really hope that everybody can get behind the Good Friday appeal. And shout out to the Royal Children's Hospital as well. The nurses in there, the doctors, everyone do a fantastic job of making their stay as comfortable and as happy as possible. If you are in a position whatsoever to donate anything to that great cause, please find a way to do so. There'll be people rattling tins out and about. If you are going to the footy, chuck a few extra pennies in your pocket because your small donation could make a big difference. Abs, thanks so much. You, of course, will be on tomorrow for a good Friday special with Mark Pitnett and Nick Larkey. Certainly will. Look forward to that. That is going to be awesome. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. This has been the Footy Talk Podcast. Listener.